Hi, y'all. This is Precious. Welcome to Precious Gems Podcast. I am sitting here with a longtime friend of mine, Chanel Sanders. And all of you guys know who this person is. She is a model. She is a mom. She is a student. She is a daughter. But most importantly, she is an author. And I just want to say I'm so proud of you. You wrote a book and it's called Will I Ever See Tomorrow? So we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to talk about your journey and how you even decided to author your book. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to Precious Gems Podcast. Um, today's episode is going to be all about women empowerment, all about the, the journey of self-growth, self-discovery, and healing. So without further ado, welcome Chanel to Precious Gems Podcast. I'm so happy to have you. God just, yes, yes, I'm out here in Arizona, Chanel relocated to Arizona, um, June of 2021, Mm -hmm. and as you all know, I lived here for many, many years, so I had to come out here to visit some friends, and um, I hit her up, I was like, hey, let's do this podcast, because you have a story you need to tell, and you need to get this out, I know a lot of people read the book, but we're going to dive a little bit deeper. A lot of people read the book. A lot of people got the book. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, let's hope that they read the book. If y'all got the book, y'all should have read the book. I read the book. Yeah. The book is beautiful. Thank so we're just going to talk you. about that. I'm glad you read it. Yes, I did. I read the book. So I'm so it's excited. It's a short book, so, you know. It's a short book. So. I kept it straight to the point. You did. You kept it straight to the point. And so, y'all, if y'all have the book, girl, it's only like 56 pages. Yeah. That's like. And it's fun. It's It's fun. fun And you be into it. It's informative. And it teaches you a lot about self growth. Yes. Um, Like, how did this girl start from here? mm -hmm. You know, but, you know, towards the end, you be like, where is she now? You know, it makes you want more. It makes you want more. And then I know if you write a second book, you're going to go, it's going to, this book is just a prelude to your next book when you decide to write your next Mm -hmm. book. So I want to start from the beginning. We're going to go into a little bit about where you're from, um, a little bit about your upbringing, and then just your mental health journey from as a little girl all the way up until your new transition to being in a new state, um, being in this new space mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So go ahead. So, of course, you know, I'm from GI, Gary, Indiana, born and raised. Um, I come from a background of three boys, baby girl, and yes. a boy. So, you know, I was a little rough around the edges growing up, but mm-hmm. still kept it cute and classy. <laughs> yes, a house full of boys. I never forget to be girl when I met you. Um, elementary. No, I think it was elementary. I'm a market. Yep, went to Marquette. Probably and in the you neighborhood. Had some braids in your hair. I thought you was the cutest girl. You look like Brandy. She's so pretty. <laughs> My mama kept me with some braids when I was short. <laughs> I never forget. I came on the black and white days. I always wanted some Jordans too. And you was just so pretty. Oh, like thank you. Like everybody wanted to be like, look like you had the pretty eyes, you had the style. Thank you. And I was like, I want to be her friend. Girl, and I didn't even think that about myself at that age, okay? (laughs) So, you know, growing up, you know, in in the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. me and Ryan, that's where we grew up at and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, I I was always a friendly person, you know. I was very friendly, but I just always had problems with people. Mm -hmm. I think, no, it wasn't me. People had problems with me. 
period, because I be minding my business. I was minding my business, <laughs> and then this girl, oh, you want a bag? Oh, okay. Right. So I had got into a couple of scuffles. Girl, <laughs> scuffling, okay? Yes, I was outside with it, throwing them blows. You know, we from the hood. We from the it hood. Has, and you know you what? We from the hood if you ain't throwing no blows. So. My fondest <laughs> memories of us growing up in Glen Ryan is when we would ride through Death Valley and get chased by all them dogs. <laughs> Me and Nene still talk about that. <laughs> How all them big ass pit bulls and rock rollers would be chasing us on them bikes, chains would be slipping. I loved growing up in Glen Ryan because we had the best time. We had the best yes. time. It was like every day when we woke up, you we know, had fun. We can redo some things. Yes. So fast forward, we grew up in Glen Ryan. We grew up in the hood. We grew we up had in the, so many memories. So many together. memories. Like, I Going remember, over each other's house, spending the night. Stay, I remember spending the night at your house. And girl. girl and, and, and staying with you, girl. I know we used to just eat, eat, eat. I'm like, I love going to our house because I know we going we to eat. We going to eat good. Bigger. Okay. And coming over your house, Miss Sanders, y'all, was like the neighborhood mom. She took care of everybody. She loved everybody. She did everybody mama's hair, they hair. I mean, your house was just so inviting. We would all just come out, sit outside on the porch. Yeah. Nika's house was two houses down. And we would just have a ball playing on the trampoline in Nika's backyard, riding bikes. Do you remember when my mom, I think she had got like a school bus or a van took us And took us all to a Great America. That's what I said too. I thought it was at Indiana Beach. I think it was Indiana Beach. Yeah. Yeah, because we think we rode in a car for Great America. Oh, she took us to Great America She took us to Great America too, yeah. We used to have a ball. Like, yeah, I yeah. That, so. and so a lot of the struggles that you had just when you talked about how girls would try yeah, to pick on jealousy. you, jealousy, a lot of envy. So you kind of grew up and, you rumors. Know, I had the rumors, you know, he say, he say, she say, you know, yeah, it's always. And I couldn't understand, like, why, you know, because God had a like greater purpose. Harsh things. Yes. You know. Trust me, I know. And so, <laughs> but that didn't change me as a person. Mm-mm. You know, that didn't change me as a person. I just, I fought my way through that shit. And so <laughs> in the book, the the thing that I, the, the biggest takeaway that I, especially from growing up, you suffer from a lot of anxiety as a child. Yes. And, and depression. Did. And not really knowing that you suffer from anxiety and depression and kind of like um, detachment and um codependency and so especially with the absence of a father and then your mom working and taking care of you all and then fast forward through the passing of Jamel rest in peace um, I know and then being a single mom being a teenage mom your mental state wasn't always the best no because no. first of all you know you think you know everything so yes. that was me yes. I just thought I knew and I was doing things my way and you know, the outcome of it was just like, mm-hmm. ooh, you know, what am I doing? But mm-hmm. I'm going to still do it my own way. You still know? do it my own way. And I'm going <laughs> to you know, yeah. go do it my way this way, you know, and go over here and do it my way this way. And until I just kept running into dead ends. And so did you feel like you had a lot of peer pressures as a teenager? Like you succumb to oh, a yeah, lot of okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you better do this. Hey, this is what we. Or do you lame or this? Yeah. So you, you, girl. It's like that's so corny. It like, <laughs> it's like either you gonna be this person or you ain't. I know, and, and so we struggle with be it. This person, I know because you know, you know, y'all don't know, but Chanel thing. and I, we're cancers. 
we're the sign of cancer and our sign is very intuitive, very empathetic, very guarded in a sense as well. Um, we feel deeply. And so it's hard for us sometimes to connect to people because yes. we oftentimes can get taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about how as a teenager dealing with the peer pressures and then also being torn between the side, the spiritual side of you and then the worldly side. Yeah, yeah. You know, one thing about it is, you know, during like the peer pressure and, you know, people trying to influence you to do these type of things or whatever it is that they're doing, I always felt like I had a mind of my own. So I was always with the shit. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> so I can't really say it was really much peer pressure because I was like, I always just down. You yeah. Know, that was my problem. Now, if I can go back and change it, shit, yeah. I would change it. But yep. my mind yeah. was already moving like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, Fast-paced environment. Yeah, so yeah. it's not. it wasn't so much for me as peer pressure. It was just the environment that I was in, and it was like I, I adapted to it quickly. Yep. You know what I mean? So it was easy for me to be popular. You know? Yeah, and you very it much was, were. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was easy for me. So it was like, it was just a flow for me, but it set me back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now, if I go back and look like, well, Chanel, you know, would you rather have been popular or... You know, would you rather have really took your time through life and, yeah. you know, really, you know, um, got the education that you needed at that time, you know. But your biggest teacher right now <laughs> is life, girl. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and just a lot of things that I could have avoided. Yeah. But because we was it caught was up. the environment that I was in, it was the mindset that I was in. Yes. And just me mm -hmm. as a person, it was easy for me. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, um. And you had a lot of girls that looked up to you. Yeah. A lot of girls that wanted to be like you because you're spunky, you're smart, you're pretty, you're beautiful, you're intelligent. And you just got that personality that just draws people in. You naturally attract energy. So a lot of people wanted to be like you, but then a lot of people didn't like you because yeah. of that as well. You know, yeah, you had the yeah, long, pretty hair. You know, your mama was a well-known uh, stylist. Like, I was never stuck up, never thought never. I was better than anybody. Nope. You know, but that's just life. That's just life. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and like they say, the song Beyonce say, pretty hurts. Pretty hurt. <laughs> we do a pretty privileges. Pretty hurt. <laughs> Girl. Yeah. They just be. I cut up. Like, I, I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. <laughs> I'm not a fighter. So I don't I've even. cut up. Girl. Man, that's so many females. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. You know, pretty hurts. I've been torn apart mm -hmm. with females mm -hmm. and um like i said you know then at that time i had to fight my way through it yeah i fought my way that was me as soon as you say something about me or my name or something because it happened so much that it was like yeah. i gotta let people know who i am yep and stand your ground so now you know as i started getting older i just started really realizing that everybody ain't my friend no and see with me and my heart i'm open yep I, That's I talk about it to people. Yep. But people was turning it on me. Yes. Yes. Know? Turning and your they your was, flaws. They was talking about me. And, yeah. and, and, and it messed up a lot with my relationships with guys too because was hearing stuff. They like, well, rumors about they ain't gonna be like that because of nope. what they was hearing. You know, when you hear something bad about a person, you be like, mm, especially where we girl come from, people it was are shallow. Hard for me to keep relationships. Yeah. And all of that. friendships. 
And then talk about being a teenage mother and how you're a, how it was um, a blessing, um, but you also experienced adversity. You know, being a teenage mom and then dealing with the passing of the late Jamel and how that all took a toll on you and your mental health um, and how it still yeah. affects you today. It took a toll on me. Like, it was very dark for me. Mm-hmm. But when I met the father of my son, he changed that. You know, it was mm. it was a spark there that changed and it was like brought me back to life and mm. I felt love again. I felt life. I felt, you know, company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I had that, I was like, you know, I didn't want to lose that because I didn't want to feel that hurt again. Like, yeah. I didn't want to feel that loneliness again. You know, yeah. and so when he came into my life, it was like he filled this void, void. Mm-hmm. that was there that caused emptiness and drainage, and, and it was keeping me down. And so when I had that with him, that experience, you know, it, it was good, you mm-hmm. know, for the time. <laughs> Girl, for the time, Lord child, Jesus. But he was who he was. You yeah. see what I'm saying? I could tell him all day long about my hurt. Mm-hmm. I can tell him all day long about how I've been affected, my traumas, which I did. I expressed everything to this man, like mm-hmm. even my whole life. But that doesn't mean that he fully understands because he can't feel it. He can yep. hear it, but he can't feel it. That's deep. That's very poignant. So when he was doing him, mm-hmm. I can't understand why he's doing him. I'm just hurt because you hurt me. Hurt See people, hurt people. You're hurting me, so I'm not you know, there to understand him. Mm-hmm. I'm needing him to understand me. So it was just a lot of confusion and stuff going there. And by him being young and being the type of person he was, he mm-hmm. had his own life. He was doing him, you know. Yeah. Pregnant yeah. And we just ended up kind of going our separate ways. ways. So it was like, oh, my God, I went into this dark place again. The dark, you know? deep depression. I went into that dark, deep depression. And yeah. And it was like, Postpartum, did you experience that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, me too, girl. Oh, yeah, I almost took myself out a couple of times. Girl, me too, child. And that's I crazy. I took myself out a couple of times. Like, I yeah. felt nothing but death. Like, it was like life was over. It was like, yes. why am I here? Why am I feeling? That's How does someone worst. do this to me? Don't he know that I need him? Don't he know the hurt that's going on in me right now? Like, why would he do why this? He do why it? would someone hurt me like this? I didn't understand that. Mm. But it's because he was already who he was. Yep. I was already who I was and the pain that I was going through, but mm-hmm. had I had took the time to, you know, heal and not, you know, jump into things, but it's okay. But we were children. I, I, I had to go through that. Yeah, but you were that a child. That was something that I had to yeah. go through. I had to it's a part of your testimony. It was already a task for me. Yeah. But don't beat yourself up for what you did not know because what you gained was wisdom. What you gained was clarity after the fact. You have a beautiful son, two beautiful boys. Um, and so we, when we're children, we don't understand the psychological impact that um, our traumas really have on us yeah, because yeah. We're, just not, we're just not developed in that way yet. And, and what really you know, took, a, took a toll on me is you know, the fact that I didn't really cherish my mother during those days, I was mm. so hooked and focused on this guy, you know, this boy. my son's father. I was so hooked on him, wanting him, need him, that I didn't see my loving mother loving me through my pregnancy, not oh. bashing me. She didn't put me down. She supported 
every wow. day. She took care of me. And all I did was moped around and just was miserable and sad. And, no. You know, whenever I'm upset, I'm upset at everybody. And it's just, I'm just outrageous to, to all the people who love me. Mm. That's good. That's very powerful me. to even recognize. And so when yeah. I was writing my book and I was writing all of these things, I cried. Oh, yeah. You know, I love yeah. my mom now to this day so much because when I was a teenager, I was an angry girl. Because I was outside just doing stuff and I was. I was living in a lot of confusion. So yes. I was like, everything was just confusion. Yes. Girl, we got the same story. It was just confusion. And it's just like, mad. I couldn't even see nothing else. People used to tell me, why are you always looking so mean? And I legit would not be looking mean in my mind, but the scrub I had on my face. Yes. We're living in these things. <laughs> now, in hindsight, I look back and I go, you know, like they say, damn. Inside reflects the eyes, yeah, it did, and it was. And yeah. so, you know, around that time after I had my son and stuff like that, um, I started losing weight. I was skinny. okay, I was small, you, was so, you know, girl, listen, you know, the rumors, right? Girl, yeah, yeah. child, and that's terrible because at the end of the day, we were still children, and it's like children can be so cruel and non compassionate, mm-hmm. and they don't understand how, like, how rumors because I've had rumors on me, girl how it affects your mental health. And for a long time, that shit had me, like, down bad, too. You know what I'm saying? So I just applaud you for even recognizing your growth through that, going through that, sharing that, that testimony, you know, and fast forward. I, I, you know, and I held it in for so long because it was like, I had this image I had to protect, like you said. Yeah. Probably everybody know you this person. Oh, my gosh. I had my guard up, so I had to protect my image. I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. Nobody know I'm going through this. I don't want nobody know I'm feeling like this. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I ain't finna tell nobody this. I tell my close friends and you know, yeah. like that. But And we don't even really I, know how I, to express it I, at a that lot age. Of stuff that's in that book. Mm-hmm. Five years from now, baby, I wouldn't have never said none of that stuff. I wouldn't have known how. Wouldn't even known how. Because of my image, because I feel like I gotta keep pretending. I gotta keep putting but on you this are, front. That was imposter. You writing this book, sharing your your journey, sharing your truth, you are your whole authentic self, who God yes. is calling you to be. So I he called you, d- called you, and he called me a long time ago. Yes, and I was like, and and that was you know a feeling too. Like I knew I had this calling over my life. Yeah. I just didn't know how to reach it. You oh know? my gosh! I didn't know how to reach <laughs> it, and I'm like, I know, I know, I'm getting ready to be saved. I know yep. I'm getting ready to be healed, you know. But still trying to find it because God said I'm not finished yet. You still got a little walking to do. You still got some walking. You still got a little bit more climbing to do. He just setting you up for how He, he wants you to, to be. Where yeah. I got so uncomfortable, girl. I packed up and left. Just um, just living so in a state of uncomfortability. Yes, just can't. And then let's because, talk about that. How did you even transition? Well, this, yeah, yeah. So you know, the story just kept going over and over and over. You know, just with my life because I was still, you know, in that confusion. I was still growing. I yep. was still going figuring things out of my life. You know, I started drinking. You was a mo- you were a model, so you have so many stories. And I found that you have yeah. <laughs> But I started. You, but drinking. you found your lane. I found it. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's in one of yeah. the chapters. Um, started drinking, partying, and how did that like just 
taking on alcohol. Oh, man. Because, you know, first of all, I had already had issues. Okay. I was dealing with, um, you know, depression. Yeah. And that was causing me to be off balance. Oh, and yeah. Drink. Oh, yeah. You know. I had a lot of conditions and things that I was going through that I didn't get help with. Mm. You know, I didn't get no type of help for it. So I was drinking and, you know, doing drugs and, you know, popping pills. Let me go yeah. ahead and say this because, you know, they Yeah, they'd be like, child, you make your whole pot of head. Girl, they, they love to throw some drugs on folks that day. No, Girl, just like... And, and this is a no-judgment podcast. So when you listen to this podcast, we operate out of love. We don't operate yeah. out of hate or judgment or any of that nonsense. So y'all but, take away uh, the good stuff. Yeah, you know, just, and then like you said, too, a little pressure come, coming through, you know, as you get older. Because you, mm-hmm. you know, around these people that's doing this and you like, yo, it's going to make you feel good. Yeah. It, 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 it made me feel good, you know. Course, because I was partying, but the next day I was like, I'm a mother. I shouldn't be doing this type of stuff. God, <laughs> you, God, like, the voice. Yeah, like girl, and I love. I'm like, yeah, you know. Now Ooh, you I know. I used to feel shame, girl. I like my shame. Girl, like, girl, like, girl, shame, shame, eat guilt, shame and guilt girl, and eat you. I oh, come back outside, but they don't see me no more. They still be going. I'm like, y'all still going? Yeah, because they're yeah. not trying to numb that pain. I'm like, no, nah, I can't do that. Y'all give me one day, I'm like, come outside, I'm feeling like a little Yeah, <laughs> but other than that, no. And it's funny, I, I can just see house. pain on people, you know, and I see people doing all types of things. I'm like, dang, if you can just set yourself so free, you know, but I'm so glad that you came through that. Well, you know, I found the Holy Spirit when I was a little girl. Yeah, you let's know, talk about that. I found that. the Holy Spirit when I was, I would say about like seven, eight years old, you know, so I always danced with God, you know, I always felt him in Okay. And, and got that anointing. I caught the Holy Ghost when I was like, I would say 10 years old. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, knowing so, that that is God. Yeah, so God reached me, you know, yeah. and, and he reached me on so many different levels. You know, that's why I used to write when I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. I used to have a little journal and I write poetry all day, every day. I told my mom, I said, Mom, when I get grown, I'm, I want to publish these journals. I want to be an wow. Because I felt like being God was giving me a lot about life and love, you know. Yeah. Words. Poetry is. It's in the Bible. He was giving you your calling then. Yeah. Yeah. And just writing about love. That's why I take love so, so seriously. Because he gave me these tools and these answers and these mm. keys when it comes to love. That's all I wrote about. And just that's what made love. me feel happy about life. I love life. When I love. took up my journal and write, I was like, oh my God, it's just And that's beautiful. a spiritual release too. It's a spiritual release to be able to journal that. And a lot of people should take up journaling because when you write out your thoughts and you you be surprised and and it doesn't have to make sense, but writing is it releases dopamine. You know, it releases whatever chemical in you that um gives you adrenaline. That gives you that, yeah. Yeah, so and it's a spiritual it's a it's a form of therapy too. So it definitely is. And that's how I always found myself through writing. That's good. Somehow when we moved my mom, she ended up trashing all my journals. I was sick for a long time because that was a part of me. I knew that when I get grown, there was some pages. There was some things God wanted me to see. There was some things that was going to wake me back up because I was already prepared. You see what I'm saying? And I was like, that was a part of my life. And I stopped writing for a long time. 
You you had okay. I I, I highlighted some you things. Come on, friend. I come highlighted on, some friend. things in this book. <laughs> well, I'm gonna touch on the alcoholism too because this was this is a my pathology. You said like any other family, we had issues and problems too. Alcoholism, for instance, was an addiction my family battled with the most. Why did alcoholism run through our blood? Spending time with my family helped me see my identity. Help me realize where I come from and what curses need to be broken. Deep inside me, every one of my aunts lives in me. Oh, how phenomenal and gifted my blood ties run. Family is the root that grows the tree. So when you wrote that about the alcoholism, I, that, that resonated with me so much because that's my family's pathology. And I'm able to see how it affects both the men and the women and how I've been able to break a generational curse by not having the desire or like the addiction, the addiction. to yeah. alcohol. And so I just applaud you for even recognizing that and getting the help or being able to overcome, overcome. The, the alcoholism and the alcoholism yeah, abuse. Yeah. And so we, you talked a lot about your anxiety and... I too struggle with um, this. This touched me so much because this part really struck a chord with how my identity was when I was growing up. You said growing up back then, parents weren't uh, intimately aware of children's disorders. The brain is a highly integrated organ which has multiple sections specializing in different processes. If a child is preoccupied with fears or anxiety, no matter how intellectually gifted a child may be, that kind of emotional interference will impair their learning. Exactly. Yes, there were yes. tons of other kids just like me. Yes. It was not that I was illiterate or unable to keep up, but that I suffered from a condition called phobic disorder. This is an anxiety disorder that causes you to have irrational, persistent fear of an object, situation, or social activity. Mm -hmm. Um, with the, this condition, I didn't take the time to understand myself, yet instead I ran from my fears. I ran from my own problems that eventually caused me to be a failure in many things, such as education, honesty, leadership, and being adaptable. That, that was me. That, Thank you for sharing. Yes. Thank you. Yes. When I read that, girl, I got on, so God. triggered and emotional. Yes. I was like, is she you talking about know? me? You see how we <laughs> I'm you red. See we, you see how we hide, hide it. Do we will we go out and express that to people? No, no, because I'm like I had a fear of people. I because of the trauma, you know, the sexual abuse, the physical abuse, the emotional and verbal abuse. All I, of those. All things. of those. So and so when you're in that social environment, yeah. And then and then another thing you gotta realize your mm -hmm. mind isn't clear. And mine is not clear. That's why I meditate. It's so important to meditate. Because meditating, is. it trains your mind to be free, calm, relaxing. And, yes. And just empty. Yes. We don't know yes. how to do that. Because all day your mind rambling. Girl. So when you first start <laughs> meditating, you know, like the first 10 minutes, your mind still might be going. You're like, oh, this is boring. My eyes is closed. It's a process. It you have to get sit in. still. It might not kick in until about 30 minutes. And when it kick in, I'm telling you, it'll take your mind to a whole nother level. Yep. It's mm -hmm. a process. It's a process. You, know? you have to get and still so and sit and discern I'm God's glad voice. that I've been doing it because of my fears and anxieties and, and, and things of that nature that I, I battle with. Yes. Just socially and just around people in school. I'm back in school. This is the longest I've been in college. Girl, look, let me drink today. Girl, I'm back in school myself. And when I tell you I'm so done and over school, 
<laughs> but I, don't, I only have a few more classes to go. When are you going to be done? Um, February of 2023 is when I'll do my last class. So by April 2023, I'll do my capstone. And then I'll be back here in May of 2023 because I go to Grand Canyon University. So I'll be able to walk. Um, so I'm excited about that. But yeah, that part of the book was very poignant to me. Because and you know what? I, you know what? I didn't know that too much about myself. But when I wrote that book, like you said, you know, how did you get to this point? You know, I had a sticky note on my wall. Um, hmm, I would say maybe 2017. It was a sticky note that said, a book, write a book. Because mm. I knew I always wanted to write a book. Mm-hmm. Since I was a little girl, I try to always do things that keep me feeling good. And that was, it starts when you're young. You it know, does. think of a, a, a good activity that you used to do that you used to love, like a sport, whether. Yeah, um, like double dutch, we played a lot of that, jump rope. Or what is it like something that you said when you were younger that you wanted to do? Uh, I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be an actress when I was young. I was a little, I was the family entertainer. I was the dancer. I was the person that made everybody laugh. It's that gift starts when you're young. It we does. Just feel like we lose it when we get grown because we yep. change. But God already given us that. He already gave it. Yeah. And so mine was to always write. And when I mm. lost that, I was just in a world of confusion. See, writing saved me. Writing mm. helps me. Writing heals me. Writing wakes me up. Mm. And because I hadn't had that pen and that paper for so many years. Mm. I was lost in the world. I was just living in the world. But see, that's not the way God had me operate. Yeah. He already knew me. That's why, as a child, he gave me that pen and paper because yeah. he knew my healing. He knew what he had for me. Had for you, your, where your, where your uh, talents knew, were. Yes. Yeah. And um, so, like I said, I had this sticky note, 2017, saying a book. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to write a book. But then again, like I said, I like writing poetry. So I started mm. writing one day some poetry. And I'm like, okay, but I can't go on. Like, you know, with a book, you got to keep going. Yeah. I'm like, wait, thank God. I ain't got that much time, guys. And I turned it over on the back side. But what are we doing after this? But I know as you started writing, you started to get, it was therapeutic. I wrote, um, I did a poetry. It was called um, What's After Pain. Oh, I like that title. It's actually in a book, so one of my um, chapters. Um, Yeah, so I ended up making that a chapter. It's going to be towards the back. But. What's after pain? And it was a poetry, and it's actually in there. It's a What's poetry, and I started um, reading that oh, at, yeah. at funeral services. You know, I just couldn't wrap my head around the fact that I'm a single mother raising two kids on my own. No yeah. way was this the life I had imagined. Yeah. Yeah. So I think somewhere up in there too. Let me see. Um, yeah, I had to do some stuff. Okay, here it is. With pain, we all wonder why. We all wonder if this is our last forever. Pain comes from so many things for so many reasons and happen in so many ways. But today, I've grown out my pain. I'm not afraid of the rain. But what's after pain? After hope and faith. I realized that it was those three things, pain, hope, then faith. After my pain, I began to trust the rain, the darkness, the sadness. The happiness I spent many years searching for was looking for me. The joy I begged God for was already placed in my eyes to see. I didn't know which way to go, 
I was so drained from all the pain. I was so lost in the wet, muddy, dry rain, not knowing that hope was next to my name, mm. not knowing that faith was carrying my shame. <laughs> I said, Lord, is this a game? Is this the way my life will be framed? Then the Lord grabbed me, held on to my life and saying to me, this is after the pain. Girl, you got me over here. The way you just, you know, faith and shame. We just, we just kind of talked about that, you know, right before we started recording. And that just made me realize that I'm still holding on to some of the shame about what we talked about. But that was so beautiful. Because like I said in the beginning, it's that image. Mm. We keep trying to we keep trying to block that. Yes. To put on this image because yeah. we're too afraid to go out. We we you know, mm. it's like it's like when you come out of a room, right, and you don't have all no clothes. Yeah. And that can you just start hiding yourself like wait, I don't have no clothes on. You know, you, you don't want nobody to see you. Yes. You just, you feel naked. Yeah, you feel naked. You feel vulnerable and exposed. It's like, it's like, you know, let me go back in and, and, and get myself dressed. Mm, that's imposter syndrome, girl. Let me go back wow. in. Wow. But see, what I realize is that you got to get out of your own way. You got to get out of your own way. Yes. You got to get out preaching out of your a day own on the way. Sun. It's a day, and, and like we said... <laughs> Writing it down. See, you have not ex you haven't let it out because you haven't written it down. You yeah. don't have to always talk about it to anybody. Yeah, that's true. You don't have to make it in no book. You just write it down. That's true. We hold it in. We don't even talk. To some things we be afraid to talk to God about and pray because we scared to say it out loud. Scared to say it out loud. You gotta write it down. Like I said again, it's like you know, coming out naked and don't have no clothes on. You you, you don't want nobody to see. Yeah. Whew. That just took me to a place. So, You're preaching today. <laughs> so I had this 2017. Take me back. Let's keep it going. <clears throat> a book, a book. So again, I, I write this poetry. You know, still not going nowhere. Here we are. We already in 2017. 2018 come. I started feeling some type of way. I was depressed. Girl. I would call my mom up on the phone, be in my closet, just crying. I called like, Mom. She like, What's wrong? And I just like, Mom, just in tears. Yeah. She like, What's wrong? Did something happen? And you just didn't understand and why. I said, Mama, why am I hurting? I'm unhappy, Mama. Mm. I had already packed up from Lafayette, came to Michigan City, but it's because God was preparing He me. was preparing you. But because I wasn't there yet, of course I'm going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I'm not there yet. You in the beginning stages of your healing. Yeah, and so I'm just crying, and she's like, what is it, baby? I said, Mama, I don't know. So, of course, I just, you know, clean up, you know, clean up my house. Because sometimes if I rearrange some things, it, it It'll make you feel, yeah, yeah so make you feel better. I do everything better. I can to make you feel better. Why? Because I'm fighting depression. Fighting, fighting depression. Me too. Who do I want to call and say all that to? Nobody. Because ain't nobody going to understand because nobody. people are going to think that you're weak, that you're not capable, or that nothing is really wrong. But depression is a silent killer, yeah, you know? I was going through depression, you know, real bad again. Mm -hmm. Started back drinking. Not really heavy, you know. I, but I'll have some episodes where I drink. It'll get bad. Why? Because I'm battling with depression. depression right now. I'm fucked up in the head. Nobody knows. Nobody I barely knows. know. But 
The next day, when they tell me about how it was, I'd be like, oh, my bad. I was, <laughs> right. Sister girl, my bad. Sister girl, <laughs> step, step, step. My bad, y'all. I was fucked up. One night. Well, that, that, you know, just and you sharing that, just you sharing that. I appreciate that. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, time going on. So one day, I would say, hmm, maybe the end of 2018, I'm, I'm a substitute teacher working at a school. And. A vision comes to mind, it's words, and it said, will I ever see tomorrow? Girl, mm. when I say them words, move me. I didn't know what they meant, but I grabbed my pen, grabbed my stuff, wrote it down. God. It, 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 I mean, chills came through my body. It was it was happiness. I didn't Ooh. know what it was. I didn't know what I was going to do with it, but I just wanted those words. He was speaking to you because you were, at that point, you were still enough for him to be able to speak to you and you'd be able to discern his voice. Yes. He said, it's time. I'm setting you and up. And I wanted those words, so I went home, put that sticky note on my wall, just looked at it. Will I ever see tomorrow? I was like, oh, that's me, because mm. that's what I wanted. Will you ever see tomorrow? That's what I wanted. It was the life of healness. I knew. See, I'm a visionary. Yeah. I already knew as a, as a little girl the life that I wanted. Yes. The family, the happiness. I love mm-hmm. happiness. I love family. You know, I lived in that moment. I yes. shared that moment. And, and, and that's just me. God gave me those tools. I wrote it down. It was written down in my journals. I've thrown away. But the word still exists. The word. And they're out in the universe. they out in the universe. Yes. And yes. so what I wrote in those journals was my life. And I wasn't there. And so I was broken. I was damaged. I was uncomfortable. Because I wasn't myself. And that's y'all also a y'all release. Knew me. Yeah. I mean, as a kid, you know, I laughed. I played. But there was still another person. Still there. another when person. I went in the house. At 6 o'clock when the lights came on, It's a whole else. different person. I could definitely relate because I was the same way. And I had a fear of people. I had a fear because I had so much anxiety um, as a child. So I never really could connect to people the way that I'm able to connect now because I have a sense of self. And so I can totally relate to that, you know. And then just having the depression. Like, I recently went through realizing that I was depressed and you know, I was, listen to your first yeah I, that I was depressed and um girl that just been an awakening for me because I was going through life thinking that everything was okay but I was still holding on to a lot of different things that I needed to release from and so now that my mind is clear and my anxiety is under control I feel a whole lot better yeah, you know yeah and, and and you know one thing about life is God gave us a purpose and a mission. When he we're does. not doing what, what we're supposed to be doing for him and his kingdom, we're yeah. always we're gonna we always feel find it. confusion. Oh Lord. Always, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You know, people be hitting me up, oh that's my side, that's still this, that that ain't that ain't my mission. That's that not is not, not my job. I'm not supposed to be there. It's not serving me no purpose. Anything can happen to me. I value my time. I Girl. Value me. Girl, something could happen to me. Girl, and I got kids. (laughs) Right. Period. Things to do. Things to do. Be sitting outside just bumbling around and energy vibration off. No. No. And that's a lie. People don't understand the transference of energy. Somewhere where we get ready to be focusing on our mindset. You know, maybe some yoga, meditation. Like what we doing. This yes. is what I call outside. Yes, because it's therapeutic yes. and it's you healing. Know. And yes. God sent us here to teach. He sent us here to teach. And so just to close it out, I want you to talk about how did you get to, we talked about how you got the title of the book and then actually putting the pages to wanting to write the book. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
you know, once that came about, again, I got uncomfortable. Things wasn't going, you know, how I wanted it to go. Why? Because I knew I was on a mission. I knew I had something to do write this book. Mm. And um, when the pandemic hit, you know, everybody was shut down. Yeah. To be honest with you. Although I said, yeah, I, I caught the Holy Spirit as, as a young child, but now I am as an adult. Yeah. Let's talk grown and who up am talk I now. as an adult? <laughs> Let's yeah. talk grown up talk now. And I yeah. was like, wait a minute, God, I gotta be honest. Yeah, I've been going to church here. We all we put this image on all the time. Like we mm-hmm. know something. And mm-hmm. I said, Well, God, now that I'm grown, I don't really get to really know you like that. But I I wanna know you. I That's the whole guy I've been waiting for. He was jumping up. He was like, What? Like, in love and when I got on my girl he handed me everything he handed me that my book that's the end of the closing that he day. handed it to you and that then, day yes. he brought me he said I'm getting ready to show you why and what happened and, and all of this when I wrote that book girl I found myself in that book when everybody who read my book and was reading them chapters I felt the I pain was the same way I had yeah. to go back I was like oh and oh, I'm sure it healed up some things too we don't too. realize that yeah you know, we grown now. Let's talk about it. Did it? Did you feel? Did you find healing in? I found so I can go on. We'll be all day talking about that. But yeah. one thing about it is, my kids saw it. My mom yes. saw they all. They said you changed. Yes. I was busy. I, I was on that assignment. Time. I was. I would be in my room for hours. I was on a. When I'm telling yeah. you, on an assignment. For when you God. on, girl, talk about look, it. Look, kids, look. When they, you hit the door, talk shut, about it. Shut. Talk about it when you on when your you assignment. On assignment came mm. up when I and I was so prepared. I already knew God had already told me the enemy's getting ready to come. Baby, they came. They robbed me. Somebody robbed me five thousand dollars, and I was that was my investment money mm. to get what I needed. That was the enemy. Oh, girl, please! I mm. kept going. I said, oh, "That's all right. I, I might not have no computer right now, but guess what? The library do." <laughs> I was at the Period. library. They knew me. Cause I'm right, girl. And they knew my mission, girl. When you on a mission for God, can't nobody, can't nobody take it away. Can't nobody stop Cause you're you. obedient to God, and everybody gonna respect you. You ain't even gotta talk about. Nope, it. nope. And I'm learning that too. I'm learning that too. And another thing, like I told you, you ain't gotta worry about your friends following you or saying like I told you. Yeah. Some of them just ain't your audience, and that's okay. And that's okay. That means that you're going somewhere else. And going somewhere else. That don't mean that they don't see you. Yep. Everybody, everybody vision ain't the same. It's true. Everybody vision ain't the same. And everybody ain't supposed to come along on it. And social media social media. And social media ain't in the Bible. It ain't in the Bible. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Social media ain't in the Bible. That's not important. That's not important. That's not important. It's not important. So you I are so right. So I don't care about social media. You are so absolutely social right. Social media is draining a little it's bit. It's so time. draining. I get on there and I do what I do and stuff like that, but... It, it's, it's not, a, you it's have not to disconnect. Movement. It's not something that God yeah. wants us to do anyway. Yeah, we can share the good, the, the good news. You know, that's yeah. what He wants us to do. Share the good news. Share the good news. You Put know, it in the universe. But yeah, yeah, so that's how I found my, my my myself, my true self. I wrote my book. I found myself you through your my book. book through those pages. Will I ever see and, tomorrow? You know, leave your feedback on Amazon. Leave me a review. Um, yes, y'all, and it's only fifty. Six pages long, yeah. you know, and fifteen dollars. Yes, you know I'm cool. I throw you a little. Yeah, I mean, me support the book. Read the book. Um, there is a message. There is healing, and most importantly, there is God in this book. Definitely. So, and it, 
definitely savior in the book. It's the savior in this book. And I just want to thank you so much, Chanel, for just thank agreeing you. to do this, yes. for being so vulnerable and so obedient. open, being so obedient. And I know that this story will change lives. It'll give y'all a new perspective on some things that you didn't know. If you haven't read the book, I do encourage you to go and get the book. And thank you so much. And this episode is called Empower Her. Yes. Thank y'all for and listening. Before we close out, I want to leave something for you. Okay. okay. Always keep a growth mindset mm-hmm. on this journey. It allows you to embrace challenges and learn from your feedback. Ooh, always keep a growth mindset. Growth mindset. It allows you to embrace challenges and learn from your feedback. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you so much for that because I needed to hear that and I appreciate that. And y'all, thank y'all for listening to Precious Gems Podcast. Bye.